Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Stetzel. Hey, Chris, how are you? Pretty good. How about you? Good, good, good. So uh, it's, you know, I'll, I'll make this one kind of short and sweet. We'll get to the other one. But uh, we, we just started recording our podcast. So uh, this is just a quick intro to have everyone just uh, uh, just to let you know that there's another podcast. And then uh, just we're going to lead into the, to the new to the podcast. And conversation started already. How's it going, man? Pretty good. You know, I'm just uh, chilling. Um, that sounds funny to say that at my level, but, uh, <laughs> cause you're so high up there, you know, you know, just kind of chilling. No, uh, no, I'm actually doing pretty good. I have my, uh, my, uh, I'm having a house built here. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it's getting really close to finishing and it looks great. I'll have to, I'll have to send That's you a few exciting. pictures, uh, to see, to, have you had a look at it? It's it's very similar to my old one. You'll have to look when you see it. You're like, oh, kind of looks like the one you had before. <laughs> it's just higher ceilings, if that makes sense. You know, my house yeah. was like yeah. like ten foot, no, maybe like eight foot ceilings. It was an older house. This one is like twelve foot ceilings, so it makes the house feel bigger. When in reality, it's just maybe. Uh, oh, I, but I don't think the garage is part of the square footage, but. I think there's a laundry room. I think that's probably what makes it bigger. A laundry room and a mud room. That's what makes it feel bigger. Oh, I kind of yeah. like that though. I don't, yeah. What are you going to do in a mud room though? Well, considering there's so much water here in El Paso, there's definitely oh. not so much mud. <laughs> yeah. Just a wet room maybe. It's, actually, it's just a dust room. Well, you could probably use it to, you know, at, at, if you ever, I guess you don't ever work from home though or anything, huh? No, but, um, I just don't like working from home, man. You know how I am, uh, and it's a, it's a shame because the my office is is pretty far away. Uh, it's like one side of the of the city to the other. I, I, I literally am crossing the city every day, back and forth, back and forth. Oh wow! Yeah, it may seem bad, but you know I've always heard the adage of. Um, but how big is El Paso, anyways? So, well, it's it's you could probably you could probably fit it between. Like where you live and DFW, you know, the oh, airport. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. if you were to Pretty kind far. of put it right on top of it, I think from end to end through the freeway, that's kind of where it would sit, like within that area. So that's kind of your drive every day, probably like 40 Pretty minutes. Pretty much from your house to DFW and back, yeah. It's a 40 minute drive or so. To, it, well, yeah, for, it's 30, 30, 30, 30. Yeah. Right yeah. There. I mean, if there was traffic, then it would really suck. Yeah, exactly correct. And right now with COVID, Boy, it's a blessing. But you know what? So one thing I don't experience so much in Dallas because it's just too dangerous uh, are cops on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know how it is driving in Dallas. People are driving 100 miles an hour, but it kind of feels like everybody's doing their thing. They're fine. And if a cop, I mean, sometimes you'll see a cop on the freeway. Yeah. But boy, it's, not it's that much. dangerous to, yeah, not that much. And I just think it would be dangerous to jump on the freeway at that speed. Here every morning there's at least three cops on the freeway and I'm like, really? really? And they're just stopping people all the time. Yeah. There's always, they're always busy. And the speed limit here is really annoying. It's 60. Hmm. That would stink. It's ridiculous. 
So it was to say I got a radar detector. <laughs> well, I, I would have too, probably. Like, I mean, you don't really worry about it much here. Um, exactly, Christ. There's no reason to worry about it. I mean, it's not like I'm a big speeder. And honestly, I'm pretty good about the speed limit, but the speed limits in Dallas were higher, so I really didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 60 miles an hour is pretty slow. Yeah, know? it's ridiculous. But anyway, so anyway, that's how that goes. Uh, but life is doing pretty good here, man. How about yourself? Oh, man, it's good. Last week I was a little sick and under the weather. And oh, like, yeah. No COVID? Yeah. No, no, no. We, I didn't have COVID. Leah got sick, and she went to get tested because we were going to go this last weekend to Houston to see her family. But before mm. we did, we wanted to get tested, and she did, and it was fine. Um, so it was just a little cold, you know, sore throat. Um, made me a little tired, and I was fine the next few days. I'm slightly out of it, but I just – so I, that's why I forgot our podcast thing on Friday. And I was like, oh, crap, I forgot to schedule that. <laughs> so, I apologize. No, no, no. Um, it's quite a no, no, no. That's quite a right. No, no, no. No worries. I, I, I was getting, I was busy with some stuff too, so it's, it's quite a right. Um, so what's going on in, in Webland for you, sir? Um, yeah, uh, not much, man. I just, you know, I think we've talked about this in the past. You know, right now with, um, you know, the biggest thing that's going on is still our webinar program. Is I have a weekly, um, call with. Um, with the expert and our customers. So it's just, a, you know, and continuing to create content. And, you know, it, it is uh, starting at the end of the year. And so we're looking at budgets and things like that. So I've got to put mm. together, um, you know, what I think and how much I'm going to spend for um, for next year. And so, um, you know, I'm going to ask for the moon and see if I can get half of that or less. <laughs> so well, we'll always that, right? You always... I always ask for more than you get. And then if you, <laughs> well, I think everybody does this, which is kind of silly. It's like, yeah. it's like such a common practice to, to, um, to ask for more than you need. And then it just kind of whittles down. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I wish I could be in more of those conversations. I, I, I don't feel like we, from a community standpoint, me, um, I'm at that table. I just have to give that information to my boss and assume that he does something with it. You know what I mean? Well, it brings. Um, up, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it brings no. up something very interesting because I'm also going through budget process too, and I'll tell you about that too. Um, what what interesting things apart from running maintenance, right? That's yeah, have to do all that stuff, right? Licenses, blah blah blah. Um, have you thought about some new activities you want to do for the year that need may, may need funding? Or I did, yeah, yeah. I think one, you know, uh, when we look at kind of this year. Things that we've accomplished with the webinar program, create engagement, content. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to kind of keep that going. And if the, we kind of put those webinars in four buckets, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and what they look like. So, one is like a roadmap webinar of our products, two is um, uh, AMA. Uh, so, get customers to engage on the community to ask questions and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, new products. So, when a new product comes out, um, we'll um, certainly talk about it to our customers, you know, so driving that, um, uh, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, product experts, you know, so mm -hmm. having the, uh, expert go deep, uh, into the product and show people what to do. We have a lot more of those probably, um, than any other, but mm -hmm. so, and the, and the reason I say that is, is it's a lot of maintenance, you know, to kind of keep that going. Um, you know, what I want to start is, I know I finally got to this, but is um, is it 
the start of a super user program. So hire somebody to really help manage that, right? So mm. one is asking for a person. Um, and I think the uh, initial need uh, would be there. Uh, by the way, the, the other things we're going to accomplish is kind of the, uh, and I'll finish with that piece, but is the integration pieces. So that should happen late this year, um, maybe early January actually now. But um, so we're set up really well, you know, and, and I, I think that there's going to be a real boom uh, once SSO and things like that are put on, you know, we really need to now start taking care of our customers and engaging them in a big, big way. Well, you, you probably have enough now to start think when you said that extra person, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're already thinking about this, but you said in, in terms of context of the, um, what do you call it? The MVP program, right? The most yeah, something program. like that. Um, you know, you probably have enough there to maybe kickstart somebody as a, a content person, right? So it seems like your your biggest attraction is content, and maybe this individual, whilst also doing the MVP program, could concentrate on developing these webinar stuff, right? And then you can go off and do, you know, growth elements, getting more of the internal involved. Um, I mean, I'm not just just thinking out loud. I thought that, well, that'd be. As I've always wanted to have, like, as as I grow, I've always wanted to have people on community that were just focused on content, right? Just focusing, yeah. driving content because it is the king. No, I, I agree with that. And I think it's a good point because I thought about that and I was like thinking, you know, they can run the webinar program and, and then start building out that super user program to where, you know, the badging, the, the um, leaderboard, but then, you know, how do you reward and recognize it's not just swag, which could be part of it, but, it's also kind of access to that. And then you start delving into those people with, uh, you know, that do these things, you know, can have this special access to like product managers or some other types of experts, like the director of technologies or each other, maybe in another group or Slack group or, you know what I mean? So, um, so I agree. And, and then obviously the content is always going to be king, I, I assume, uh, and will never stop. That. And, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of other things to go do, you know, to continue to grow it, to continue to, um, you know, you, you just, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder if I will even get that kind of headcount, but I agree. There's somebody that can run content. Somebody can run, you know, the engagement pieces of it. Mm. You can even have a tech person. So I'm also looking at, um, you know, UI and UX updates and things like that, that costs money. You know, we don't have a developer necessarily in house that's going to do all that stuff, you know? Mm, um, yeah, so I mean, no, that's just running maintenance to me, you know, but, um, but they, that has to be done and calculated into the costs, you know? So, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, the stuff that I was doing at Rexel is exactly the same stuff I do today, you know, and when you look at content and getting content created, I uh, today use uh, upwork.com to, to pay for uh, some bloggers to blog about these webinars and then, put, you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> stupid site. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's cheap and, and you get pretty good content, you know? I mean, some people are more expensive than I, I build you a website. 
you got to be careful about that, but it's got a little bit more popular than it was. When it gets somebody's like, oh, Russia. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, probably not go with that person. But... Oh, exactly correct. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, how about you? What do you think about? Uh, you know, you know it's, it's interesting because you get uh, – so, so one of the things I am uh, – I You have a lot to think about. Yeah, I know I do, but like one of the things, like um, I even sent uh, kind of a, I wouldn't say a treatise, but it was more like my thoughts on this to my uh, CEO on this idea that the more and more I look at it, I think the company needs to just move through. I wouldn't say a, it move through a digital transformation. I keep saying that over and over again, but really, I think the key to that, and as I'm sure as all are, is on the two pieces. One is our people. And our processes, right? And he reiterated today one of our, in our senior management call, and I was like, yes, that's excellent. We're on, you know, I, I feel I'm getting through, if that makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And we just got a new, um, a new call, my colleague for IT, and he and I are on a very similar page on some of that stuff. So, like, one of the things I'm thinking about since it's, it's germane to our conversation is around, and you know, my field is uh, eating your own dog food. And I want, I I've generally feel this internally that, we do not know how to play in the digital sandbox. And uh, I remember back when I was with TI doing this, even though it's a very technically savvy company, right? Mostly engineers. Uh, they were generally uncomfortable talking to each other in an open forum. They were very easy to you know, fling open an email and send it off, even though there was a discussion going on with like 10 people in copy. So, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I'll tell you something funny about TI, which is interesting. They <laughs> talk about nobody understanding the problem, just fixing the fixing the near term. So we would have like these list emails, like we all are familiar with, right? Yes. Some name at list at domain.com, right? Yeah. And of course, there'll be like 50 people on the silly distribution list. And one of them was for a field sales team. And so they would send out a question from a customer, especially the sales guys. I say guys because there was, I think it was only one gal I remember. And, <clears throat> and of course, everyone in the technical team would read it. Maybe we'd get a response, and there would be a few people who would actually respond uh, to it, and they would be very thankful. Yet, yet um, it would go to a separate email box, and, and there were repeating questions. So they built in Outlook. A little no, it was a it was a web interface from internet where you can search to see if oh. any of the email threads had your question that sounded the same. <laughs> and I, it was the first thing we went into a forum because we said there was no reason why you couldn't just put this on the forum. But because people were so afraid of asking a question in the forum, yeah. we we made and you remember we can do this intelligent where you could just put that list ID as the forum. So every time you sent an email to that list ID, oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. Post the forum, yeah. right, right. So I did this, and no one really knew that it was happening, right? And after a while, you kind of like, look, every one of your threads is now a forum, and you can actually do this thing called search in the forum. And guess what? <laughs> look, oh my goodness, right? Yeah. And it was funny. It was kind of the thing that made everybody go, "Ooh, ah!" I say there's a little bit of a funny thing, and how things evolve and this was years ago and now it seems very common but one of the things that i remember now in this moment right is to get people to adopt a new technology in the framework from which they are used to right yeah. so 
I am actually remembering this story and this feels fresh right now because it is exactly what I feel is going on internally that I can use as a, a, a concrete example of how to move somebody, right? And moving a cheese is not necessarily, don't do that, do this now. And you forget there's a comfort in how they used to do things. Yeah. Things that are in my head are almost very similar. People are very used to doing email here. And there aren't as many distribution lists internally, but if there's a way to integrate the form capability, and I mean this in a very kind of black box sort of way, and just making it shift to a more form environment, you'll, you'll begin to move people off of email and onto forms. For example, we don't, we don't have chat capability internally, so everybody's sending emails back and forth and it drives me crazy. There's no chat? Like, no, no chat. No chat internally, no form capabilities internally. Uh, we don't think we – in fact, one of the thoughts that was sent today was about, you know, let's not think about taking a paper process and making that paper online. Let's reexamine what we do digital – what we do and what steps can be integrated, right? In other words, look at it holistically, not just replacing the one thing. Anyways, well, you, get a lot of, you get a lot of low-hanging fruit you can go after that seems – pretty easy to solve to some degree, right? It is, right? But, you know, again, part of the challenge I told you, right? So part of it is, you know, I have IT partners who are, yeah. you know, focused. I'm maniacally focused on, of course, my customers, right? Front, front end. Sure. Uh, but I feel the only way we can push forward is by fixing inside first. Yes, yes. Yeah? And I'm so much of this belief that I am pushing my IT department because they're right now thinking about the internet, and they said, oh, you know, here are some thoughts. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it should be like this. And so the only way I can do it instead of verbalizing it is to visually explain it. So I'm using I'm, – I'm just drafting up a quick wireframe to say, this is the future I imagine for us. Uh -huh. And if we agree that this is the goal, then what small steps can we take between here and there to get there? Right? Um, and we need to think in that big scope of things. Uh, so anyway, that's you asked about budget. That's what's in my head right now. And funny thing is, it is not a lot of outward because I feel the outward can be solved with a lot of third party integration at the near term. That seems terrible, but I just feel we have to fix inside first. I feel it's almost how much, is, that, how much is the inside your responsibility? Uh, zero. Yeah, so, which is I mean, right? because it's all because traditionally it's an IT thing, right? I know, but so I, I guess I'm just trying to think about all right. You can go fix some of the stuff there, but and I get, I agree, you need people and all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be, it just seems like a slow-moving train to me for you. It for a it while. is very well stated and good observation. It's a thing that's been in my head a bit, and the only so this is where you have to be an influence, a, a change, you know, a person of influence for change. I'm not directly responsible, but I can get people excited internally so that they yeah, want to change, right? So I have – I know my colleagues. Which one of my colleagues I know are the ones who want to make changes, especially my CEO. So that makes it very easy. We talked about this on our podcast, right? The the If your CEO is in on it, it makes things ever so easy. Uh, so he's bought in on all that strategy. Uh, the challenge is – I have other things to go do, right? So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not signing up for it. But I am influencing others to make that happen. And I even volunteered myself with him saying, hey, if you need someone to kind of at a at a super level coordinate 
you know, how we move forward. In fact, there is, um, with our new IT guy, he had this, you know, quarterly IT update and he was brand new and, you know, he, it was on the books, so he felt he had to do it. And if I gave you the agenda, you would have looked at it and go, the hell is all this shit? It was a bunch of reports. I'm hanging up now. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's a bunch of reports. It's just like the report of this and security this. And I was pinging him afterwards going, "What was any of that of value? And he sent back, no, which made me go, okay, good. You're the right guy. I <laughs> <laughs> just sent him an email saying that. You couldn't chat with him. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I did. I did actually sit down with him, and, and he agreed with like those. There, there's no reason for all this reporting. No one reads it. No one sees it. Yeah. I said, I, I agree, but there, there is a moment where you can use it for an instrument of change, right? Yeah. And if we, and we both, that's when we discussed about this idea of changing inside out. And I said, okay, we are on the same page. So if we can use and transform, in other words, instead of trashing the the meeting, you have the ability to change its scope. And I even offered to say, if you want to co-present. To help with that, I'm all in on it. So he said, yeah, so I'm going to draft up a new agenda and see what he thinks of it. This is just how I do things, man. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're very, I mean, you make things very interesting anyways and, and kind of fun. You know, you've always been able to tell a story really well. And, you know, so I think that's, I think that's good. I mean, just seem like for me, it seems quite frustrating. <laughs> so, I mean, just well, slow I mean, moving the- and. I mean, I, I guess they get to a point to where, you know, you start executing or, you know, saying, all right, here's a strategy. And then eventually you start executing on certain things and it starts to move fast after that, you know? Well, no, no, it is a challenge, my friend. I, I mean, we, we talk about this a lot. Um, you know, I can get excited about certain things. Like right now you can probably, t- t- pardon me, you can probably tell in my, my voice, but the challenge that I am personally rectifying myself, you know, um, is speed. Being in a, there are pros and cons about being in a quarter to quarter environment. The sense of urgency is is high. Um, you you kind of push yourself to get to the quarter, right? Um, that it also has a negative effect as well. We become very short sighted. Um, but there's a there's a push, right? And everyone is pushing. Whereas in my environment, I don't know how it is in your environment. And I told you the timelines, since especially for uh, for my finance institution, we don't have to be worried about. Uh, we, I'm sorry, we don't have to worry about quarters financials. We look at yearlies, right? Um, just by a shift menta- from a mental perspective of shifting from quarter to quarter, from year to year, immediately changes urgency and speed. And so when you, especially in the internet, we I talked about this I think a few podcasts ago. Where we would look at, we you know, agile is our friend. We want to get things out. We, we were pushing things out every two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and if we didn't, it's like, what the hell happened? What the hell yeah. happened? What do we do? You know, how comes it resolve? Right? Okay, we'll move this, but we have to get this done in we a have week. To get this done in a week, exactly correct. Now, uh, you know, you know, I'm just trying to coach my team about sticking What's to deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to you know keep them sticking to deadlines because no one has held them accountable for deadlines. Yeah. And so they feel at the moment like, well, if I you know, what's a couple days? Part of it is cultural. That's the thing I'm trying, you know, mañana, right? 
But the other piece is like, hey, man, this is still a business, you know, and, and this is just my old way of thinking, right? I'm just so I'm so hardwired to that. So I'm trying to calm down. So whilst that's good, because it, it allows me for personal balance, yeah. <laughs> I can get a little frustrated, right? So it does, it does let me. So I'm just, that's just my own personal, you know, growth that I'm trying to adjust to, as they say. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think there probably needs, so, so it's got to be both, right? A balance. So there probably needs to be some push, right? Hey, we got to get this done uh, in six weeks or whatever the time is. And they got to stick to it, you know? And, and I think that that will, over time, really help the team, especially, you know, I, I have a feeling that once this stuff starts evolving, I mean, you're still going to think in yearly terms, I guess, but, you know, <laughs> um, but you're still going to have to deliver and digital goes fast and there's a lot of stuff that you can go do. And I mean, you know, if, if budget allows and those kinds of things, right. Because you don't want to lose certain amounts. Like if you have, you know, X number of dollars, you don't want to lose that by the end of the year. I mean, I don't know how that works, but maybe it rolls over or something. I don't know, but no, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. So part of the things that, that I'm doing near term is getting the team up to speed by the, like that one thing about deadlines. I'm, only because it's part of my DNA, I'm getting my team on that. So, for example, I'm using a new program. I don't know if you've used it or not called Asana, A-S-A-N-A dot com. It's kind of like Trello. Um, oh, okay, yeah. But it has some more features, which I like timelining and some other stuff. So it does roadmaps like 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 the bomb. It's kind of like Monday.com. Kind of like Monday.com, yeah. But it's Monday's a little bit more social-focused. But anyway, so um, – uh, anyway, so I have my team on that so we can kind of do what, you know, I'm sure you remember, right? What's, what are you working on now? What's kind of Kanban, right? What's on the back burner? What's done? What are you doing now? Shifting and moving things around and holding people accountable to the dates uh, as a practice just so I can get people used to moving because uh, before it was just like a big to-do list and uh, it takes a quarter, may take a month, who knows, you know? <laughs> so now I'm kind of, you know, doing a little bit of writing, as they say. Sounds dodgy to say. But anyway, but that's kind of how it no, goes. I like it. I you mean, have that's... To get people used to it. And you're right. You're you're absolutely correct. It's about being half and half, right? So part of it is the company, not the company, but the environment kind of slowing me down a bit. Take a deep breath, Mike. But the other part is I'll take a deep breath, but um, can we walk faster? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how do you think I would – Doing that environment. Oh, <laughs> I got hey, nothing man. to do. I finished the to-do list, boss. Wow, that took you a whole day. Yeah. That was supposed to last you four weeks, Chris. That's exactly correct. All right. Well, I'm out. I'll make some meetings for tomorrow, but I'm out for the rest of the day, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be everyone in everyone's face like, didn't I just see you yesterday? Yeah, but I had some time to kill, so uh... – <laughs> Did you get that thing done that you I told you yesterday? <laughs> exactly. Just, I mean, look, I, I, it's it's funny because the first year here at Imperva, I was just blowing and going. You know, I was stressed at times. I was, but I was making shit happen. You know, like it was just yeah, good, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and I mean, I I never stopped for at least about a year. Now. Hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of changed. I mean, I'm still blowing and going and, and uh, I feel like kicking ass, but you know, you now 
get into a groove, right? When you start building a new community, you've got a lot of things to do. And especially if you're on your own, for the most part, if you don't have marketing help or you, know, you think you have this help and you don't, you have to go here to get this and go there to get, you know, that. So um, I think that anytime you're building a community, the first year is just ridiculous, maybe a little longer than the first year. But, uh, but as you kind of, hey, now you have people in there, you can actually talk to your people in your community because you have a community, you know, and, and um, you kind of, see what happens you push to get answers and stuff like that and you start creating content but that the process starts kind of taking care of itself if you have a i wouldn't call my process robust but i would call it a process and it works for me you know and so now i have some time to kind of think about what i want to do instead of just every day just stressing out about something you know (laughs) yeah you actually have something to show for it well i've also accomplished a lot of my goals that were set for the year you know, and I'm like, okay, well, what can I think about? I'll continue to do that. I but, still have three months left. <laughs> yeah, but I'll continue to do those things and I'll overachieve, <laughs> one. So that's good. And then two, though, is I can think about what next year has to bring. You know, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not busy, but, you know, uh, I allow myself that two or three months. I want to say, I don't want to call it a buffer, but to some degree it's a buffer, you know. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, it'd be very difficult for me to go into a new organization and be like, okay, what do I do? Well, Chris, you know, just sit back for a minute, just learn to talk to people and, or, you know, talk to people and just get to know them, see what they do. Okay, that's done. What next? Can we put a roadmap together? Can we do this? How about that? You know, and then let's start going after it. Well, you know, let's just sit back and relax for another week or two. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go drink some coffee. Uh, I'm going to go do whatever, go talk to some people about community on, on LinkedIn or, you know, whatever. So I don't know, but <laughs> so. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go post some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> so. Oh, my friend. Well, I know we uh, are probably coming toward the end of a, a discussion, but uh, I always enjoy the chit chat, my friend. You know, it's funny because we, we change the format a bit, which is like, I just start recording. Uh, yeah, it just makes it so easy. Things just come in my head, and I start talking about it. Uh, uh, but anyway, it's yeah, uh, it's it's easier just to it's easier to do this sometimes because we already have some things on our mind that we're doing. Yes, um, and I mean, I'm not saying it's hey, maybe we'll have a topic or two sometimes, but you know, doing it like this is kind of fun. Yeah, no, I totally do. I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, but alas, Chris, thank you so very much for another uh, great little chit chat with you. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good day.